Section 61 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abby J. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Catching Insects Green and Blue. How Endymion Made a Golden Butterfly. A wild rose tree pavilions him in bloom, and he doth see a bud which snares his fancy. Lo, but now, he plucks it, dips its stalk in the water, how? It swells, it buds, it flowers beneath his sight, and in the middle there is softly pite, a golden butterfly upon whose wings there must be surely charactered strange things. John Keats Chant of the Indian Children to Watasi the Firefly Firefly, firefly, bright little thing, light me to bed, and my song I will sing. Give me your light as you fly o'er my head, that I may merrily go to my bed. Give me your light o'er the grass as you creep, that I may joyfully go to my sleep. Come, little firefly, come, little beast, come, and I'll make you tomorrow a feast. Come, little candle that flies as I sing, bright little fairy bug, night's little king. Come, and I'll dance as you guide me along. Come, and I'll pay you, my bug, with a song. Henry Schoolcraft Gleam-a-day and Princess Lotus-Flower Chinese Tale Once upon a time, in the days of the Shining Dynasty, there lived a wise young man named Gleam-a-day. One night he was sleeping, and the moonlight was playing on his bed, when he saw a strange man stand beside him. "'Who are you?' grumbled Gleam-a-day, not wishing to be disturbed. "'The prince is asking for you,' said the man. "'What prince?' "'The prince of a nearby land.' Gleam-a-day grumbled more, got up, and put on his court robe. The man then led him outdoors, where a beautiful palanquin was waiting, borne by a retinue of richly dressed servants. Gleam-a-day reclined in the palanquin, which was carried swiftly along. At length he arrived at a strange land, and found himself amid numerous pavilions with towers and pointed roofs. The air was filled with a pleasant humming sound, but he could not tell from whence it came. The palanquin was set down in the courtyard of a large palace. Immediately twenty young girls, dressed in shining yellow garments, came hurrying to greet Gleam-a-day, and escorted him into a large audience chamber. There on the throne sat a handsome prince. The prince descended from his throne. "'Welcome, Gleam-a-day,' said he. You perfumed the neighborhood. We have heard of your wisdom and knowledge, and have longed greatly to see you. Thereupon he led Gleam-a-day to the seat of honor, and the young girls brought wine of honey and little cakes and served him. Tell me, Gleam-a-day, said the prince, among the flowers which do you prefer? The lotus flower, said Gleam-a-day, without hesitation. The lotus flower, exclaimed the prince. Strange, that is my daughter's name. You must know the princess. Then he made a sign, and the young girls hastened away and soon returned with the princess. She was sixteen years old and of a beauty surpassing anything that Gleam-a-day had ever seen. Her brown robe was embroidered with yellow silk, and a golden girdle confined her slender waist. Indeed, her waist was so very slender that it seemed to Gleam-a-day that her body was almost divided in two. Gleam-a-day looked at her and was troubled. Her beauty bewildered his mind and made his heart beat with both pain and joy. But before he could speak, 
the twenty young girls rushed in, crying out, A monster has entered the palace! It is a serpent twenty feet long! It has devoured some of our people! Its head is like a mountain peak! Then the prince and his retainers began to run hither and thither, seeking some place to hide in, and the princess and the young girls were crying for help. Come to my house, said Glimaday to the prince. Come, fly thither with the princess Lotus Flower. You will be safe there. Yes, yes, cried the prince, seizing his daughter's wrist. Let us go as quickly as possible. So all three ran from the palace, and in an instant Glimaday found himself with the prince and the princess Lotus Flower standing in his own room. The princess cast herself weeping upon the pillow of his bed, and at the same moment Glimaday moved and woke. The room was empty. It was a dream. Just then Glimaday heard his father crying out in terror from the next room. There was a struggle and a blow. Glimaday sprang up and rushed in. The old man was pushing away the dead body of a huge serpent that he had killed with his stick. Glimaday returned to his room, and wonder of wonders, a swarm of bees covered his bed, while the queen bee herself had alighted on his pillow. End of section 61